Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of A Spoonful of Podcast, episode 128. I am here with my co-host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. Brian, how'd you like that? I kind of mixed it up a little bit there. That throw you there off? There you go. You changed it off, and, and I, I like that. So, <laughs> hello, Spoonies, and hello, Evan. How are you? It, it's uh, I'll, I'll try to be like, hello, hello, Newman. Like, hello, Evan. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so go. I'm looking forward to this episode. Great, uh, great discussion. Um, these are the kind of episodes that um, I think people like to hear sometimes. You know, as a as a good break in in the the normal routine that we have. And let's let's talk about it. What, so, what are we going to talk about today, Evan? Yeah, and so to to your point, you know, we've had a lot of guests on recently, which is great, and we want to continue to have guests on because we love having you spoonies on because it just makes things you know, fun and it gets, breaks up the monotony of, you know, old crusty Brian and Evan. Um, but we do appreciate shows like this. And so I was kind of just, you know, I don't know if I was watching something or just reading a post on Facebook and people talk, we're talking about Disney's animal kingdom. Now we know that animal kingdom is the fourth and the most recent park to be built at Walt Disney world. And, um, people were talking about just how different, it is. And I was thinking, oh, that's kind of a cool topic. So let's talk about what makes Animal Kingdom different. So Brian, maybe we can start off by talking about kind of where Animal Kingdom ranks on our list. You know, I know we've talked about this several times, but you know, our, our ranking sometimes changes. We know, of course, in our favorite park, but, um, and I can kind of, once we talk about that, then maybe talk about reasons why we love Animal Kingdom. And then maybe some of those reasons why we personally love Animal Kingdom could maybe be some of those that set it apart, but also looking at it from a 30,000 foot view of what sets this park, not just apart from Disney parks, but apart from other theme parks. And maybe we can do, I mean, you can't do a comparison with like SeaWorld. I mean, the only thing you could say is, oh, this has animals. They have animals or like an aquarium, but like what makes it, what makes it so different? So, you know, you know, I know this is, we did talk about what we're going to talk about, that, what makes it different, but let's kind of share some of our personal feelings and opinions about the park. So you, you want to start of something? Yeah, no, I'll start and, and I'll, so Animal Kingdom to me is, is very unique and sometimes I think it gets a bad rap and I think it actually, it does get a bad rap. It's not even sometimes. It's I agree a bad with that. Rap all yep. the time. A lot of people say it's only a one, it's a half a day park. Um, there's not much there. I don't understand it. It's too hot. Um, too much walking etc okay so I, it is hot it's a very humid park for some reason i don't know if it's, maybe it's the, it's the man-made water or the way it's set up and the fact that there's not a lot of shade okay i agree with that it is a very hot park um is there a lot of walking no not compared to some of the other parks that we have and it's also got arguably two of the best 
rides in Walt Disney World. I mean, two, two of the best attractions, maybe three of the best attractions. So maybe there's arguably three of the top ten best attractions in Walt Disney World in Animal Kingdom Park. So, yeah. again, if you're talking ten, four parks, it's got above average. So there's above average attractions there. People don't seem to understand that. And I don't think, I think that's probably one of my biggest problems is when people complain about that. Um, it is, to me, it's a very unique experience. It's a break from the, the monotony of a regular theme park. And it is, there's nothing that compares to it. You can't say the zoo, like the Bronx right, Zoo right. or the San Diego Zoo compared to it. No, they're different. They're, they're a zoo. That's their primary focus. It's not SeaWorld because SeaWorld is more marine aquatic. SeaWorld, SeaWorld does have a lot of rides and a lot of experiences and a lot of shows. So I'm not going to say you could probably sit there and have a debate about that, but it's different because it's animals um, versus versus. Marine, marine marine life so very different there's nothing like that in in the world that i know of that like at disney's animal kingdom it's that unique and i don't think it gets the appreciation it needs for that reason because they they compare it to epcot they compare it to magic kingdom they even compare it now to hollywood studios because hollywood studios is getting more attractions and they compare and they, they're like oh you know well there's not that much there well, they're wrong, and the thing is, they really have to look a little bit deeper. But we could talk about that. Yeah, and I think I, I I completely agree with everything you said. And you know, my personal opinion is that Animal Kingdom used to be my favorite park, and it's, there's nothing negative about it that demoted it, I guess, to a, a lower ranking. Um, I just my perspective on Disney has shaped, and you know whatever you want to call it, the way I look at Disney and its imagineering and technology and the future and the way it's shaping the park has changed and made Epcot my favorite park, which I know it is yours too, Brian, but there's nothing that was negative about Animal Kingdom that made it go lower. I would still say it's either, it's probably number two or three on my list, um, just depending. I don't, I don't know if it's last anymore. Uh, I just, and, and also another personal level is that we, we as is our family always puts animal kingdom on the back burner and i don't know why and i don't know why a lot of people do it i, I think it is a um you know I, I guess overall it you could argue it may be less disney quote unquote than than other parks but i don't think that's what makes it i think it's no see it's, it's not it's not less disney cuz walt I don't disney think was so. big on animals walt disney was sure yeah if absolutely. you know walt disney walt disney was big on animals that's right. And then another one that I'm going to mention in a second is why it's incredibly um, Disney oriented. But yeah, you're right. So it's got <laughs> arguably two, if not the best Broadway type show on property. And some people even really like the Finding Nemo one. And it is a Broadway style, uh, style show. But the Festival of the Lion King is you know, probably one of the best shows on property, along with attractions, you know, such as Everest and um Kilimanjaro Safari, Flight of Passage, um, just excellent attractions, excellent shows. And I mean, even, you know, the Upvert, Bird Adventure is, you know, it's quirky. It's great for kids, but it's still cool. I, I love watching, you know, the trained birds and how they interact. So they're it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. There is elements that are like a zoo. Sure. But it's nothing like a zoo. You can, you know, there's two jungle paths or whatever you want to call it animal pathways walkways which is the uh, 
Majahara Jungle Trek and Gorilla Falls Expedition, you know, you can argue that that area is sort of like a zoo, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it's not because it fits the whole theme of the park. And so I want to, I want to kind of jump into use this as a segue to say what I think, and I, I know you'll agree with this is makes this so separate from everything else. And we know it goes kind of back to Joe Rohde, uh, who is an Imagineer is no longer with Disney, but uh, he spent an incredible amount of time on you know, not just him, but his entire team. There's actually a spot in Animal Kingdom that has uh, dog tags hanging down with, and it's just a ton of them, of the team that designed Animal Kingdom. And I've also read somewhere else that, you know, Joe required a lot of his team members to read, you know, just biographies, autobiographies, uh, collectives, stories, and tales of different cultures. And that is what makes it so different. You know, SeaWorld is a park with coasters and animals. And, and people are like, oh, Animal Kingdom is a park with coasters and animals. But no, SeaWorld does not have a have a cohesive theme that immerses you into a culture when you walk into a certain area of the park. And not only a culture, but one that is historically accurate and one that is pleasing to that culture. Um, there's, there was a lot of links that that Imagineering team went to to appease, you know, the certain elements from this, the cultures and their practices and their, uh, their history and meld them into the park. And so it doesn't just showcase the animals, but it elevates the animals to a point that shows the animal as what it means in different cultures as well. So that's what makes it so arguably Disney and not just, you're right, Brian, not just that Walt loved animals, but that, you know, I think Walt would be incredibly happy with what the whole team did that built Animal Kingdom. So to me, that's my first bullet that culture collides at this park. And, you know, I think it's a little bit different. And my last point, and I'll see what you have to say about this, Brian, but I think it's a little bit different than World Showcase. You know, World Showcase, you kind of step in and walk out of these different countries, right? Now, when you're in the country, Disney did a great job at making you uh, feel the aspects of that culture and feel that sort of feeling, right? But you walk in and out of that as you're walking around the World Showcase. And you know, I know there's different sections of Animal Kingdom. You know, there's Dino Land and Africa and Asia, but there's still this overall, I don't even know how to describe it, feeling of, of animals in the park. And it's this cohesive theme that I think sort of keeps the guest immersed just like how magic kingdom keeps you immersed in the quote-unquote magic or the the fantasy of things even in the different lands that aren't fantasy land i think animal kingdom does the same thing you kind of see what i'm saying it tries to it tries to it it doesn't the thing is a lot of people aren't getting used to that the land the unique lands have still not really caught on i don't think it's not a you know hey I'm gonna go meet you in Asia like, like no no one actually right. uses that yeah, in that no way. one uses so that's a, right that's definitely not happening um, there's a lot of things that maybe need to be altered I think sometimes the persona of the people I don't think I don't think the Imagineers understood how people were going to accept it because it was so uniquely different than anything else that they've ever done mm-hmm. you know it, it's again it's the second largest park in Walt Disney World it's the second largest yeah. um 500 something plus acres um there there's a ton of attractions there's a ton to do there 
it, it's it's crazy. There's so much stuff to do there, and I don't. I, it just kills me when people say there's nothing to do. It's just the fact that the generation we have, or maybe the way people are nowadays, they need to be instantly gratified all the time. They don't want to have to look for a gorilla or walk down a path. That's another thing too. There's a lot of walking, and there is yep. walking, but you have to. Some of the exhibits you have to walk walk to see, but you can't have everything be mechanized or something, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's a problem. Um, there's no, you know, there's not a lot of animatronics. There are some animatronics. I don't want to say there aren't any, but there's not many animatronics in the whole park. Um, also, it's the only Disney park in the whole world where all the, all the greenery and the floral and all that stuff is not maintained immaculately. You know, so you go to Magic Kingdom, Right. Every bush is trimmed perfectly. You go to Epcot, everything is done topiary wise. You go to Animal Kingdom, it's just growing like all over the place, and they don't, you know, no one cares. It's just growing wild because that's the whole idea, and they try to make it as natural as possible. That's again, that's totally against a normal Disney routine. They they do not normally do that. They usually care about how things look. Animal Kingdom, you don't, right? You don't. You want it to be like let it be messy and green and and vines all over the place, it looks better that way. Um, that is what it's supposed to do. Very different than any other park. It's not your normal park. And maybe people weren't sure about that. But even the even the architecture, they did the architecture, it fit into the it fits into what the theme, right? The architecture is totally in the theme. It's not flashy. It's not crazy looking. There's no castles, right? It's almost to the point where a lot of the the buildings blend into the background. You don't even realize they're there. There's a lot of shops that get guys that, you know, if you go back again and look, you might just walk right by because you don't even notice it's a shop. Um, and, you know, I know, hey, you know, a good example is like Flame Tree Barbecue. That's just built into the, into the, the you know, it's, it's like yeah. they built it into whatever the landscape was. They said, okay, guess what? This is where people are going to eat and we're going to make, put some tables here and, they just built it in that way. I think that's so cool that they were able to do that. That's the stuff that I like. So that's why it's not it's not a zoo. It's not, a th- it's not really even your normal theme park. It's, it, maybe it is a theme park. You know, Maybe it's an experience park. Maybe it's I, – I don't know what, what to call it because there's nothing like it. It's not, there's no comparison. And I, and I really will – I'll debate anybody if they tell me that there's something else that's like this. I, I don't know of anything like this. I agree. And it's for – all those reasons. And going back to your original point, it is interesting. Yeah, people don't say, I'm going to go meet you in Asia. I mean, people may say, hey, let's meet in Dino Land or something like that. But it's it's not distinct like uh, Epcot would be for the countries, right? And I think it's um, – I think it is a uh, – Or Magic it, Kingdom. I, I or, was yeah, yeah. more to Magic Kingdom, Evan. In fact, the Frontierland and Future World, oh, they, yeah. everybody, knows, everybody knows that, right? They, they know what that is. Um, in in Animal Kingdom, are, you don't really know. You know where are you going to meet? We're going to go meet over near, uh, you know, in Pandora maybe, or we're going to go meet it here. They're, they don't really. It's not really caught on now. Again, through time, it will. Well, it's I think still, that's a it's testament. Still a relatively new. It's relative. It's still a relatively new park. Yeah, and I think that is a testament a little bit though to its cohesiveness. I mean, outside of Pandora and Dino Land, I mean, yes, there's Africa, Asia, Discovery Island. You know, the, but all of that melts very well together and the lines are blurred between, you know, if you're walking from Adventureland to Frontierland, you know, under that little awning. Yeah, you can hear this fading of the music that changes, but it still is 
sort of an abrupt, you know, change. But I think the animal kingdom, they did well on that, you know, walking through and and how it changes a little bit. So, but yeah, I I think it is different, um, 100% different, and there's nothing else like it. So another thing I think that sets it apart is the fact that there are veterinarians there, not just veterinarians, because, okay, well, yeah, SeaWorld has veterinarians, but there's a lot of really cool facts about veterinarians and the animals that have been at Animal Kingdom. So something really cool that you can do, which I don't know of another park that you could do this at, is that you can, you know, take the train out to Rafiki's Planet Watch and there is a veterinary treatment room. Now they don't do sort of care or surgeries or anything like that all the time. It's very sporadic and you may not see it, but there is. You can't, the, you can't plan that. You, right. It, that's right. It's right. basically, but, but they do it. They, they, but they, they do. There's actually a hospital there. It's basically an animal hospital. That's right. And you can watch them. Uh, you can actually go to the Disney website and type in conservation station. You can see, you know, what this looks like. You can see their lab and you can see pictures of what you can kind of see when you're walking around this section and, and don't miss out on this area, y'all. It's, it's very cool. It's great for kids. Um, you can kind of see how they actually have like how they prepare food for, for, for uh, the animals as well. And then there's windows for, you know, reptiles and stuff like that. And then there's, uh, you know, just other scientists there as well, not just veterinarians, but here's some cool facts. I thought, were really interesting. There's the largest group of Nile hippos and African elephants in North America are at Animal Kingdom. Um, to, this is funny. A thousand animals eat four tons of food a day. That's a four and a half year supply for the average person. Four and a half year supply. <laughs> That's every day. Um, so, I mean, this is just a testament to the massive amount of animals and some of the things that the vets have figured out. They've discovered two new vocalizations never before reported in elephants. That's happened at Animal Kingdom. Um, there's been, a, uh, th- you'll like this one, Brian. More than 10,000 samples of animal poop have been analyzed yeah. by lab technicians. Since yeah, my daughter, my, and you can actually go see them. And my daughters have taken pictures with them. They have all the different, they have a drawer. And a lot of people walk right by it, but there's these little drawers of um in in conservation station there that, that you can actually open up and it has you know by animal they're like a like a um i don't know i don't know it's like it's like varnished or something piece of all the different poops and you can actually go look at them if you really want to that is so cool i mean it's it's just kind of a testament of how good because you can learn a lot about animals that way right but yeah, so I mean, that's just a couple, and we could obviously keep going with with facts and stuff like that. But it was well, just wanna, yeah. One other thing, I want to, I really want to emphasize this too, is that they spend a lot of time looking at the nutrition of the animals, making sure it's health, making sure they're eating healthy, making sure they they can because you know what, they're not in their normal habitat. You make they, they're trying to make the habitat as natural as possible. They're in Florida. Is Florida exactly like Africa? Is Florida exactly like um, Tibet? Is Florida exactly like... No, they're not. So they try their best to make it that way. Obviously, there's probably way more rain here than in Florida and way more humidity than probably where some of these animals live. So they have to work on that to make sure. Are they getting the right nutrition from the plants? They plant certain plants based on what the animals eat and what what, what they need in their diet. 
that is something that's pretty amazing what they do. And I think that is one of the coolest things. If you've ever seen the TV show, The Magic of um, Disney's Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. I think it's yep. on Discovery or Nat Geo or something like that. It's amazing. So that's another cool thing about this park. Compared to any other park, there's no other park that has a TV show. You can see the cast members and then go and see those same cast members. Yeah, that's um, right. You also see a lot of the behind the scenes. and Then you understand what they're going through and what they have done to – to help bring you these animals, you know, like for example, the biggest ones I'll tell you, the gorillas and the vampire bats, no other zoo or has anything anywhere near that. I'm sorry. They don't. So you're um, right. It's pretty right. amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Just random stuff keeps popping into my head, not just their own television show, but sort of their own, um, I don't know how to, what else say it fund. So, you know, the Disney wildlife conservation fund is, Heavily promoted, but not like in your face promoted necessarily, but at Animal Kingdom. And it was started in 1995, uh, devoted more than $6 million to conservation efforts around the world, supported more than 230 projects. And so you can actually, you know, Google Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund, you can give to it and it goes to help um, conserving, you know, wildlife, not just habitats, but animals themselves around the whole world. And I think that is so cool that a, you know, you have a, a, I don't think any of the other parks have its own fund. That's not like a, uh, Hey, I'm going to give you money for a Mickey bar and it's going to go into Disney's pocket. No, this is a fund that's going to help something um, outside of Disney, right? This is going to help nature. It's going to help animals. It's going to help their natural habitats. And so um, you can actually go on the website, learn more about it and give to the wildlife conservation fund. Um, so I thought that was really cool that, you know, when I first saw it and started learning about it, I was thinking, oh, this is neat because, again, this is something that anybody can pitch into. You know, you don't – no one no one is going to be hateful about this. You know, we kind of talked about this um, maybe with, with Casey and, and Dapper Day, right, on the last episode, how Dapper Day is something that everybody can get, get behind. It's not polarizing. It's not, um, it's not right, controversial. Right. Same thing with the Wildlife Conservation Fund. You know, we, we want animals to be in their natural habitats and, and live and, and take care of that. So I love that fact about Animal Kingdom, that it has a specific sort of fund, you know? No, yeah. And just to note that Dapper Day could be controversial if you were goth, but that's the only reason why. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I think... Or if you're an animal. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I think the fact that you're you're able to contribute is a good thing. You because a, a lot of people have a lot of heart in their heart for animals, and I know I do, and I always try to contribute when I can. Again, you lose change here and there. Um, you know it's going to something good because they're they're held accountable for those things. They're not. This is not something where you're gonna you're donating money and then on the side they're you know they're taking it and and, and using it for for uh, vacations and stuff. They are taking it and and using it. They're accountable for this stuff. Um, I love that. I love that about Disney that they do that. And I, I, again, I can't get over the fact that how well they care for those animals, how they care about what they're doing. It's so important. And again, I I do, I recommend watching that show. If you really want to know what goes goes on and, and what they're doing and and what these cast members, they're, they're like 24 seven and you don't even know half of them. You don't even see because they're so far behind the scenes, but they're, they're helping those animals because this is not an animatronic. You can't just shoot some oil and tighten a couple of screws and have it go out there and it works fine. It doesn't work like that. You know, animals get sick. Animals get pregnant. Animals do all different things. They have they have problems with the nutrition. 
they got to deal with all these different things. So they have, you know, they have 50 zebras out there. Hey, two of those zebras could get sick. They got to deal with that. They don't just, they don't just say, Hey, let's replace them for parts. It doesn't work like that with animatronics. Very different. You know, with the jungle cruise, the, the, the elephant there has a problem with his trunk. They just go replace it. You have an elephant here that has a problem. You got to get, you know, get it. You got to figure out what's wrong. Check it out, you know, maybe put them in, put them in rehab, put them off to the side in the, because they they actually have, if you've ever done the, I don't know if you've ever done one of the tours. I did a vet tour one time. They yeah. actually have a bunch of extra paddocks in the back for animals that, you know, need a break or they're, they're pregnant or they're, 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 they, you know, they stepped on, they stepped on some thorn or something and they're, they need to have them, you know, give them a break. They take, they take them out of the show. You know, they're not, they're not animal cast members anymore. They are, they're actually out there and they, and they give them a break every once in a while. And they, they feel that's really important because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of stress and again, animals get stressed just as like people. And, And if they're something in their environment is all messed up, they get stressed out. Right. And I think it's, um, it is interesting how they care and take attention to, to the animals. And I think, it's cool to see how animals are shown in different areas and in different rides, not just the shows, but also the rides themselves. So I was going to talk a little bit about the attractions. And so you, you mentioned earlier and going back to this, that arguably three of the best attractions on property at Walt Disney world are at animal kingdom. I'm assuming you're talking about expedition Everest flight of passage and Kilimanjaro safari, or you could be talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm no, cause well, I, I, no, I, I'm talking about Festival of the Lion King instead of Kilimanjaro Safari. Kilimanjaro Safari is Are you, okay. Is, is 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 a shell of what it used to be. So it's not. No, it's not top, no, it's not that, top ten anymore. It's not top ten anymore. Oh it's no, not, Brian! It's totally not top ten anymore. Brian, you hurt my heart. Well, there's. That's, that's well, the I'll only... talk, we'll talk about this at the end because I, I want to talk okay, about there's okay. there's, some, there's some slight negatives to Animal Kingdom. We'll do, we will talk about that. Before but I was going to say the only plug I have for it is that there is no other ride on property that is different every time than Kilimanjaro Safari. So that is pretty cool with that aspect. And, um, but anyways, yeah. So open it up to attraction. You say festival of the Lion King, flight of passage and an expedition Everest, not just ride, but yeah, all excellent. And, um, you know, expedition Everest about that and what makes it different than like a sea world or something is, you know, there's animals and there's coasters. And that's kind of my complaint with like universal and sea world and six flags, you know, Disney at least does, try to quote unquote hide the coaster aspect of their coasters. I mean, you see that one, you know, kind of slant going up into um, the mountain there on Expedition Everest, but it's not a whole open exposed coaster. And even Tron isn't going to be, it's, you know, it's kind of partially covered. I'm trying to go through the parks and think of if I'm lying, but I, I don't believe so. I think that's slinky. I mean, you do have some of that exposed, but it's also hidden behind so I think Disney does a great job of sort of hiding their coasters. It's not just, oh, I'm yeah. walking out of a penguin exhibit and there's, you know, um, Mako or whatever at SeaWorld. And, and it's just there and you just see all the steel and it's just massive. And so Expedition Everest doesn't cheapen or discount the thrill level because it's still a very thrilling coaster while still being thematic. And I arguably would say that expedition everest its queue is one of probably the best queues on property the most historical has you know real artifact not necessarily um 
Hey, well, they could oh, be no, real. real artifacts. They, well, it it is out, it does have real artifacts. Out, they, but, went to, they went out to Tibet and they got they bring they brought back real artifacts. Yeah, well, there's real artifacts, but it may not be the real Yeti footprint, or maybe we don't know. No, we don't know that. We don't know yet. But know. but yes, there's real artifacts. There's real you know culture aspect to it. It is 100% thematic. And then by the time you get up to load onto the coaster, it doesn't even really feel like a coaster. It, it just I don't even know it. It's definitely a, a roller coaster, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like an extension of the queue into, you know, this hunt to go find the Yeti. And and it's just like a part of that Disney thematic experience that is what imagining and storytelling is about. And so I think it is awesome that these attractions don't just, um, you know, jump totally to the left or totally to the right. Like you can arguably say about the world showcase. I mean, you have, you walk into Norway and you've got the frozen attraction, which is kind of, you know, adding some fantasy into the real world. And then you have, you know, of course, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in France that adds some fantasy into the real world. But Animal Kingdom, of course, you do with, you know, some of the Dino Land characters and you do see characters there. But a lot of it's real and reflects real life culture. And you get to see those aspects in the rides and attractions and shows themselves and how they celebrate culture. Um, you know, like you said, festival of the lion King, Brian, even though it's about lion King, it's, it's way more than that. It's, it's about, it's about culture. It's about celebrating heritage. And that is what makes it so cool. Not just the amazing cast members that are, you know, can go on, on Broadway, at the drop of a hat and, and hang with Broadway performers on a daily basis. But, it's just amazing quality. And so I, I think that's a, it's a good dose of culture. And I think we need to be reminded of that. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, one of the things like Michael Eisner, when Michael Eisner dedicated uh, Animal Kingdom, he, he said, all creatures will be honored here. And they, and and he, by that, he meant, you know, Hey, dinosaurs, because they, dinosaurs are real. They, they were real, but that yeah, was a long time that's ago. Right. Um, uh, you know, now Pandora is kind of an interesting one because it, it's really not, it's a mythical, That's right. mythical, but guess what? It's part of it too. But I don't think he, he even knew that that was coming. Like when he was, when he was around, he didn't right. expect Pandora, but it kind of works. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it doesn't work. It works. It works here better than any other place because it just, yeah. like the, the, because of the fact that the, the, the foliage and everything like that. So it does work. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that is a that's a very that's interesting. But you know what? It, it adds to the so then when people come back and they say, "Oh, you know, it's only a bunch of animals." No, guess what? You have the dinosaur ride. You have you have Pandora. There's more stuff there, and they could you know it. it it's way more than an animal park. And and again, we we could probably make arguments. It'd be great. It's so great if somebody was here debating us. Yeah, because we're right. debating our, each other, which is not. We're both kind of on the same side. So it's just <laughs> the fact that. Some, but there are so many people that are on the other side of this fence saying, "Oh, it's a half, it's a half day park. There's nothing there. I go there, I'm out of there, and I'm out of there in three hours." Well, you I'm can, yeah, yeah, you can devote as much time as you want to at Animal Kingdom, and you know, to my point earlier about the safari, you could ride it a few times and see different stuff. But the the jungle treks, you know, the the pass there, the rides themselves, you know, you can do different, you know, morning, afternoon, evening walks i know the park does close early so that may be a negative but um just you can spend a lot of time here and i also want to say that animal kingdom has arguably one of the best areas for kids which would be the boneyard you know this got i mean like ropes 
I don't know if it's got full ropes, like not ropes courses, but just how it's like a interactive kind of experience for kids, not just a playground, which it is that, but it's also just a, it's a large area for kids to play and enjoy and do activities in that's kind of unlike any other, any other parks play area. I mean, we're, you know, everybody, you can have a playground here, or you can go to Tom Sawyer Island and do you know different things there, but the Boneyard being kids specific is pretty neat. And I, I've never been in it. I'm excited to go with Ezra. That gives me an excuse to go in there. But uh, I think that's a, a cool sort of fact as well. I don't know if you've been in it, Brian, or not. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's very cool. I mean, it's good. I, I, I'm i not a super fan of Dinorama. I love dinosaurs. I love the whole dino, dinosaur. I just think they did, wish they could do more. Yeah. I think um, I saw better dinosaurs in Disneyland on the train ride. I mean, you see some right. really cool stuff. So I wish there was more there. I think they weren't sure they wanted, did they want to make it more comical, like Chester and Hester. And they, that yeah. was one thing. Um, Dino Land is definitely the, probably the least popular land in all of Walt Disney World. And that's, mm. that sometimes gives Animal King a bad rap. But yep. it's actually not bad. You just got to give it a chance. There's, you know, the, the souvenir stores are pretty cool. And the dinosaur ride is excellent. You know, it's 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 a cool ride. It's very unique, and um, it's it's worth seeing. It's you know, if you if you like those kind of rides, you should go to that. But I think, to me, that whole that whole area there is just it's a little cheap. You know, it cheapens yeah. the whole yeah. the thing. There there could have been more thought. It was almost like they ran out of ideas there, and they just, they shoved some stuff there. That I worry about, but it's it's still not bad. And I still you know Pandora blows everything else away anyway so let's if we talk about the mythical stuff versus the dinosaurs um pandora again could be one of the best lands in all walt disney world we, yeah. you know we didn't even talk about that it could be yeah i mean the the especially at night i mean there's <laughs> there is something unique about pandora at night i mean i know everyone tries to rope drop flight of passage when the park opens they run to it and then they just kind of go on about it do their there are other things at Animal Kingdom, then they, they leave because they say it's a half-day park. But you are definitely doing yourself a disservice to your cost of your ticket or your your if your annual pass holder, just call it your time if you do not go there during the nighttime. Seeing the bioluminescent um, ground, the ground is lighting up. Um, and this isn't lights. I mean, this is it's it's sort of lights and also substance and and you know how how they do it and the plants themselves and just the land overall it just really comes to life in this sort of what makes it even though it's artificial makes it feel like it's alive and i mean oh, I, yeah. i'm telling oh, you yeah. if, if people have not seen pandora at night it is it is definitely a sight to be seen and it's and it, kind it, of it, it fits right into the movies too it just oh fits, yeah it's just so the, it's themed so well i mean the theming of pandora is top notch and there's some, yeah, and there's some things, Brian, that you know, you could just say, oh, yeah, well, go go look up a picture online of Pandora at night. And there's just some things, just like how phones don't capture Disney fireworks shows. You know, you got to be there. You have to experience it. I think that's kind of the same with with Pandora at night. You have to, you know, our eyes and in, in our head are the best camera. I mean, there's a lot of statistics you can look up about how amazing our eyes are compared to cameras and what you can see and experience and all your senses working together in that land is unlike anything you could see in a picture. So 
Don't just yeah, look up a picture mind, of it. The, mind, the mind's eye is it's it's yeah. The mind's eye is is really where it's at, and you could you see that and you soak it in. And I think this is something where you know, one of my biggest issues with people that just sit there with their phone taping every single thing that they see. Soak it in with your mind. You're gonna it's gonna be better. It's gonna last more. Why do you really want to go back and watch all these videos again? Like I don't know why people do this all the time. It's just a waste. And then you're blocking my view. So That's that right. that whole kind of thing. But it's just so good in with your mind. You're, you're going to get a better picture. You're going to get a better experience. But um, yeah, I agree. No, that's it. It's 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 amazing. And I think one of the things that about Animal Kingdom is that some people always point to the negative. Now there yeah. are some negative things. I'm not going to tell you. There's things that they got to fix. But yeah. overall, it's just so unique that the uniqueness makes it worth going to. I think. Yeah. I agree with you. So as we're coming down the tail end of the show, let's, let's talk about some of the negatives. Yeah. Um, but, but first, but wait, when, but okay. before we jump to that, there's one more thing. And it has nothing to do with the topic that we're talking about. Some of the best food in, in Walt Disney World can be found in the restaurants here, but it has nothing to do with that. It does not make that park any better than any other ones. But I have to say it's a positive towards the animal kingdom. I agree with that. Some of the best quick services and some of the best sit downs are here. Um, yep. So you can, you can make that argument all the time. It has nothing to do with the conversation or the argument we have today, but it doesn't, it's definitely not any lower than any other park. It's, it's got some great food, great food options. Okay. So the negatives here, I'm going to tell you, my, I'll, I'll make it quick. It's a couple of negatives and this is, so we talked about the fact that, you know, some of the best rides or attractions are in this park. And, and I do, I'll argue again, I'll argue with anybody on that. I do agree. Um, the, the Kilimanjaro Safari which was at the time very unique. The new version of it is just not as good as the old version of it. It's, it's, it's not as good. Um, it, the, the older version was better. I don't know why they got rid of it. And um, it's Do you mean just, like the whole, the, the, like the cue and into like the narration? Because yeah, the narration, because it, because I got what you're saying. It's so, so not- it's so boring. Some there's stretches of it. A guy went on it twice last trip, and again, it was still good. It was still, you know, it's still yep. a a rated attraction, but it was so much better last time. You're like, hey, oh, you know, oh, guess what? The bridge is out, and all the like, I that right. adds to it, yeah, yeah. Um, because there are stretches depending on the time of day where there's no animals, right? So you, there's stretches where you go through, and if the narration's not there, or, or it's kind of like lame narration, uh, it, it's it's not as unique as it was before. So I like the previous version a lot. I think it took a big step backwards. Well, you also know too, if you get a bad cast member, you know, well, yeah, just like, it, any, you know, just like anything else. But it, I said, I went two times in a row. I went two times, two different cast members and both of them. I was just like, what's missing here. There was, there's no, yeah. it's just, there's something missing. Okay. So that's that. Um, I know with Everest, you know, the Yeti isn't fixed yet. I, I, I'll bring that up all the time, but it's again, animatronics, make them work. Um, Flight of Passage, one of the best things that they've ever done. The film is starting to get grainy, and there's a problem there. So I think that's going to be. <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed recently, but it's getting a little. I've grainy. not. I've not been in so long. So it's on a trip. It, it is something that they want. I want that. You know, they got to go. They got to go. Hopefully, they have. I heard that they were, that they have learned from Soren that they actually have. Um, extra versions of it. Because if you remember with Soren, the original problem yep. with Soren yep. was that they didn't have another version of the same thing, so they had to go back. So there, I think that, you know, hopefully they're switching that out, but it, I have to tell you, 
it was super grainy last time and that that cheapens your experience um the navi river ride is to me still um i don't understand the purpose of it it's 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 got a great animatronic that breaks down all the time but it's still it's just a it's like a three minute ride it's not it, i just don't understand why what it's what you're getting out of that ride it's not it's 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 just you know kind of strange like that um but besides that i mean that's it so these are like little things but these are when they're at their peak okay so here that'll that'll when they're all at their peak they could have four of the top 10 or five, 10 12 mm-hmm. things, tracks so I, i'll even include i'll include the um the jungle track on that um everest flight of passage top five i would think maybe could be i don't know now with guardians and tron who knows um festival lion king is probably the best show that you can that you can see in any walt disney mm-hmm. park and the 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 jungle track could be amazing you could have the most amazing experience um or you or you could be bored but it's just not the same as it once was and i'm just taking i'm taking that because i think to me I don't know why they changed that. I never understood. There was, you know, I know there's always some somebody complained about something and they didn't like it and they changed it, but I don't understand the reason why because it was fine. It was fine the way it was. Um, I thought it was better. It, it's still a good ride. Is it top 10? I don't think top 10 anymore, but that's just me. No, I agree with a lot of your sentiments. I mean, especially with, with Navi River Journey, I know what the story is supposed to be, but the wait is incredibly too long for what you get to experience there. I mean, that, if that was like a, had a wait time of sort of like what small world or, or like, you know, the little mermaid has all the time, I would enjoy it more, but I'm not going to wait 40 minutes to go on a very short boat ride. Although it's very beautiful. It has a great animatronic when it's working. I'm not going to wait that long for that ride. And it may just be a testament to the land and it's theming and how immersive it is. And, and I get that. But I'm just I'm just not going to do that. Um, I do I agree with everything else you said though. I mean I I, I do understand the, a little bit of the dryness with the the new Safari kind of narration and, and how it is there. So I, I do get that. I still think though, like you said, it is peak. It's a great ride. And then if you do see active animals, even with the you know sort of subpar changes, it's still a great experience. But yeah, if you it is a little bit dry if you're going on some of those longer stretches because the ride is long. I mean, I think it's like 20 minutes or something. I forgot the exact time there, but it's it's a long ride. So it can kind of, you know, either brighten the day or, or put a little damper on the day. And, you know, it's it's hot too a lot. So, you know, bring it's water. Bumpy. It's bumpy. It's um, bumpy. Yep. Yeah. And, and, it's, so, and again, it, I think you did say it's just one of two rides in Walt Disney World that's always different. That and Star Tours. Star Tours is now with the new versions. There's the odds of you ever seeing two of the same shows at the same time were almost impossible with the different variations. So, um, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different because it's not live. So there's more, there's more, obviously there's more variations when, they, when, when you're looking at live things. But. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think that kind of covers it. That kind of puts a cap on it. I mean, I, no, it does. It does. It's, 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 I think we've proven it is, it's so different and it's, it's so undervalued and underappreciated. Um, more people need to spend more time there because they just, I know people I'm very close to that just, they're like, ah, animal kingdom. What the heck? I don't like that. Um, I'm not going there. I'm going back to magic kingdom. And me, I have so slack from that. Now with Tron there, like magic, magic kingdom has taken a, a hit with me over the years because it's just been, it's, 
they really haven't changed much. But now that Tron's there, it's going to it's going to pick up. But now it's going to be super crowded. But um, I think I think Animal Kingdom still is one of the one of the top parks. I mean, Epcot's my favorite. Animal Kingdom's number two. I don't well, know how you feel. Well, we can't we can't go the whole show and not mention yeah. the Tree of Life either. And yes, we didn't. We I mean, didn't. how how beautiful that tree is. And um, I f- I forgot, and I was trying to look for it, but there was there was a ton. Um, so it's 145 feet tall. The leafy branches spread 160 feet. It is topped with more than 103,000 transparent five shades of green leaves that actually blow in the wind. Um, ten artists, and this is what I was wanting to say, ten artists and three Imagineers work full time for 18 months to create the 325 animal carvings on the Tree of Life. Sculptors had between six and ten hours to create the finished image before the plaster hardened. So, and you'll see, I mean, different angles of the tree of life are beauty in their own, in their own aspect. You know, you can walk around the tree and, you know, don't discount that either. Walking up close to the tree, behind the tree. Of course, there's, you know, um, the bug's life experience under there, which I'm not really a huge fan of, but uh, the tree itself is just beautiful. It's, it's all inspiring. It's huge. And I, I think it's, it's a sight, especially when they, do the projections on it at night or in the evenings as well. They can, they sort of do the projections and the animals quote unquote come to life at different times. They used to do the tree of life awakening, which was more of like a, a nighttime show, but I don't know if they do that in that extent anymore. They may still do something similar, but not to the fullest extent it was, but still that is the park's icon. I think Um, like the, it's, you know, it's that visual when you walk in, you top over the hill and you see it. It's just, it's pretty. No, it's a great, it's great. It's a great icon. It's one of the best. It's obviously it's the one that you see. And it's also a great reference point for navigating around the park. Right. More than any other, more than any other icon, because the Epcot ball is way on one side. The castle is kind of in the middle in most cases. Yeah. So it is a decent one to do there, but, um, the the tree is a great reference point because it's a very confusing park. That's again, that's where some people might have be, be correct because it's not super easy to get around because of all the vegetation because right. it's it changes. Like you you can't really say like oh, I know my way around here really well because you know what one day you go there and there could be one plant there and the next day the plant has five new leaves and it looks differently. So yeah, it, it is it is that that's a very unique thing about this park, which is a cool thing too. Um, but it is a great point of reference for that park. Well, good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. That, I mean, yeah, I think we're that, good. I think we've was, made our point. We stayed at our point. We've definitely made our point. I, I think it's it's different and it's a great park. And please, Spoonies, don't discount it on on your trips. And um, make sure to see Pandora at night. Go on Safari. You know, go on Everest, and really just take the time. Go on the Jungle Trek and um, Grill Exploration Falls, and just kind of walk around and and just soak it in. And I think that's where you'll get the best bang for your buck. So, Brian, any closing thoughts there? Or that no, was I it? think we got it. Um, okay, you know, I the, agree. The Valley River Rapids are there, too. If you yep. really want to get wet, because it's, it's, it's a pretty cool Whoa. ride, but it, you get soaked. You know, that we don't even talk about that, but that's there, too. If you want some thrills, go do that. That's right. So, anyway, so, Spoonies, thank you for joining us for this episode. And um, hopefully you learned something or either, you know, you agree or disagree. If, if you want to talk more about it, you can always go to our Facebook group and let's keep this conversation going. Say if you like Animal Kingdom, if you don't like it at all, 
What are some of your reasons? We want to know. So go to Facebook, A Spoonful of Podcast, Spoonie Nation. Also on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can email us, info at a spoonful of podcast.com. And please, please, please do not forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere. So without further ado, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, the return to civilization. <laughs>